It's getting to be that time of year. It's peak hurricane season. The fall foliage will start to pop. Stay on top of it right here on the Weather Jazz Podcast. Wow, what a weekend. Yes, it's Monday, and we still have quite a bit of weather to talk about. Heading into this meteorological Monday, right here on Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything. Weather, science, earth science, and even off-topic episodes. I am your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz podcast, Andre Bernier, and I'm the meteorologist on staff, the senior guy at WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. And this is episode number 232 for Monday, August 30, 2021. And yes, it is, in fact, the Monday after Ida. I can just about assure you that the name Ida is going to be retired after making landfall in the USA near Grand Isle, in uh, Louisiana over the weekend as a Category 4. Now, it had the potential of making landfall as Category 5. It was just under, but still, as a strong Category 4 hurricane with wind gusts, the highest unofficial one that I heard about from the television meteorologist down in Monroe, Louisiana, KMOE, And uh, I believe I heard the peak wind was uh, one station of 172 miles per hour. That was a gust, obviously. And there were plenty of sustained winds over 100, very close to the eye wall. So suffice to say, uh, it was one of the strongest hurricanes to make landfall in U.S. history. Certainly not the top because we've had a number of Category 5 hurricanes not the least of which is Katrina, which was on the exact same date many years ago. And so we have Katrina, we have Andrew, we have Camille, just to name a few. Ida made landfall as a Category 4, strong Category 4. And I believe officially it will go into the record books as the fifth strongest hurricane to make landfall, at least on record, uh, that meteorological records exist. So where is Ida? Wow, talk about friction doing its job. You see over the ocean, the tropical systems have no, or at least very little friction, and certainly they have a whole lot of very warm water to get their energy from, and that would be the Gulf of Mexico. And that's why it develops so, so rapidly. One of the many reasons that Ida went from a Category 1 hurricane to a strong Category 4 hurricane in less than 24 hours before it made landfall. But as soon as it works inland, first of all, you're cutting off the supply of moisture, the warm water, the latent heat that is stored in very warm water. That's cut off. It's over land. And the second thing that happens is that you suddenly have a whole lot of friction that you didn't have before. Over the water, there's not as much friction, but as soon as you move that system over land, well, you've got 
terrain, you've got uh, trees and, and things that essentially inhibit the surface flow all around these hurricanes. So you're suddenly starting to introduce not only a reduction in the energy that it has available, but or the simple cut off of it, really. And then you're introducing on top of that friction. So very, very quickly as it moves inland, it loses its intensity. Ida, right now, as of this recording, just before 4 p.m., it is a, a tropical storm still, but right now the maximum sustained winds, only 40 miles per hour. That's it. It is working north-northeast pretty slowly, about nine miles an hour. It is just to the west of Jackson, Mississippi. And I will uh, put on episode number 232 in my show notes the map, the projected track, and notice that it really takes uh, an east-northeast turn, becoming a depression here even later tonight. And then you just have this big spinning pool of moisture, which will go through parts of Kentucky, West Virginia, Virginia, and eventually northern Delaware before it heads off the coast. And uh, sometime 7 a.m. Friday morning will be just south of Martha's Vineyard by about, oh, it looks maybe uh, 100 miles or so. And then it will be off the coast. All of that moisture, though, getting wrung out in the higher terrain of Kentucky, West Virginia, and western and northern Virginia does not bode well in terms of moisture because of all of those valleys and mountains. Now, the mountains are going to be just fine, but the valley locations will see a lot of water drain through them. So this is one of the reasons why there are flood watches, which will be going up likely to become flood warnings as it pushes through Wednesday, Kentucky, West Virginia, and then eventually off the coast on Thursday and Friday. One of the other maps I'm going to be placing on weatherjazz.com, episode number 232, is something we call the QPF. QPF stands for Quantitative Precipitation Forecast. And it's a product that NOAA, N-O-A-A, puts out, essentially forecasting the kinds of rainfall that uh, will be falling. I want you to notice on this map the very, very sharp division between no rainfall in northeast Ohio, and that includes Cleveland, Ashtabula, and Sandusky, to rainfall amounts that may exceed four inches just down the pike two hours in Marietta. So we'll have to watch for some flooding in those uh, pockets. Obviously, it does not bode well for some of the uh, areas that anticipate quite a bit of rain. By the way, Pennsylvania, too, in the Poconos and uh, also up and down the Appalachian chain. And that is going to be a hot spot to watch. No uh, pun intended here. As far as the amount of liquid that will fall from Ida. Well, as far as northern Ohio is concerned, already we are seeing the atmosphere try to clear out. We have skies that are partly, even mostly sunny, some very decorative clouds that are up and out there. The dew point is still pretty high, though, right now. 
it is uh, still anywhere between 67 and 70. However, if you take a look just to the north, dew points are in the 50s. And that would include most of Ontario, most of Michigan, most uh, areas north of Chicago. What I am going to do is uh, place an animation again on the episode 232 show notes of weatherjazz.com and show you what the dew point will be doing. If you live in northern Ohio and you have been cheering for drier air, air that's not so muggy, air that is not so oppressive, well, this forecast is for you. Take a look at that animation and you will see us go from mega muggy category all the way down into the 40s and 50s for dew point temperatures toward the end of the week, especially on Thursday. That's uh, going to be where the animation, uh, the one that I put up on, uh, will stop. And we see a reflection of that at a level we call 850 millibars. That's about 5,000 feet above our heads. And we look at this layer very intently for a number of things that go on at the surface, not the least of which would be the forecast high temperatures and low temperatures that we have on our nightly broadcast and daily broadcast on all television stations across the country. And speaking of which, just to let you know, why am I posting this so much later than usual? Well, my entire day got shifted over just a little bit. A.J. Colby, a little under the weather today. And so I will be filling in for him tonight on Fox 8 News at 10 p.m. I hope you'll look for me then. And Melissa Mack will be with you at 4 p.m., 5 p.m., 6 p.m., and 7 p.m. That uh, three-and-a-half-hour news block that begins at 4, ends at 7.30. Again, I'll be with you tonight on Fox 8 News at 10 Well, that brings to a conclusion this episode today. Hope you enjoyed it. Spread the word. Let folks know about it. We do, most of the time, Meteorological Monday. We do science topics most of the time on Wednesday. And on Friday, I do something called Open Line Friday, where it can literally be anything and everything. And I've had anything and everything Working on something for this Friday. Won't tell you what it is quite yet. Waiting for all of the pieces of the puzzle to come together. And I trust that they will. And perhaps I can tell you a little bit more about that on Science Wednesday coming up. If you have a question or a topic suggestion, I welcome your input. You can easily reach me at weatherjazz at yahoo.com and also via voicemail you can leave me your voice easy to do it's probably the easiest thing just pick up your telephone and dial 234-525-5888 dial carefully you'll get uh, the prompts my voice it'll tell you what to do and you can give me your suggestion a topic or uh, rather a question or just to say hello. I'm always curious how it is you listen to Weather Jazz and uh, looking for some of the creative, more creative things. Um, I know a lot of you listen while you're on your jog or maybe to and from work, and that's great. But if you are listening in a way that would pique my attention and in a way that we've not yet heard, I would love to hear about that. So give me a call. All of the information, the contact, the email address, 
is available on weatherjazz.com. Just click on the Contacts tab at the very, very top. And again, I'm not in my normal slot today at 5 and 7 p.m. I will switch over and move over to the 10 p.m. So hope to see you then. And we'll see you soon with another engaging episode right here on Weather Jazz. Weather and science across the globe.